Welcome to Mic Drop Mass bonus feature, Between Two Episodes. Between the release of our episodes, my students will interview someone who loves math and or uses math on the regular. After all, conversations about mathematics aren't limited to the classroom lessons, am I right? For our first bonus feature, we brought in the head honcho of mathematics for Hanover County Public Schools, Mr. Ian Shank. He is a mathematics specialist for the entire school division. That's right. If you learn or teach math in elementary, middle, or high school in Hanover County, Virginia, you have definitely worked in some way with Mr. Shank. We are honored to have him as our first guest on Between Two Episodes. Now, I'm going to pass the mic to my students. Hi, I'm Grace. And I'm Ava. We are in fifth grade, and today we are interviewing Mr. Ian Shank. Hi, Mr. Shank. Thanks for being here with us today. Our teacher told us that your job is a math specialist for Hanover County Public Schools. What exactly is a math specialist? Grace and Ava, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. So a math specialist for Hanover County Public Schools, I will work with every school in the county, all our elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools, and basically everything that has to do with math, from the textbooks you use, from the computers that you do math with, from the tests you take to the lessons that you do, I support teachers in using those in the classroom. Were you ever a teacher? I was. Before I did this job, I taught high school math at Lee Davis High School for about 10 years. So I've been a math specialist now for about 10 years also. Do you say math or maths? Would you be willing to shift to maths? So I say math because that's how I've always been taught it. And I see math as being short for mathematics. I also understand why you're putting an S on the end of it. They do that in a lot of other countries. Um, So maybe I would. I can practice and see what maths will sound like. We heard that you make benchmarks. Is that true? I work with math coaches and a lot of different folks to develop these benchmark tests. Why do we take benchmarks? So a benchmark test is something that everybody in Hanover County Schools will take. So every fifth grader will take the exact same test. And we use that data to help your teachers. So if we look at the test, we say everybody missed this question on comparing numbers, deciding which number was bigger. Then we can help our teachers figure out what we need to do differently to make sure that our students understand that concept. But why do you make them so hard? So I don't make them hard on purpose. What happens is I try to make sure that there's some easier questions and some medium questions and some that are might be a little bit harder. But really, it's just an idea to see where everybody is in terms of our understanding of math. Since third grade, we have been taking the SOL test at the end of each year. What is the point of those tests? So we will take an SOL test at the for math at the end of each grade from third grade all the way up into high school. We take those, well, first of all, we have to. It's actually a state law that their state government says students have to take an SOL test. But really the reason that we do that is to make sure that students in Hanover County or where I grew up in Rockingham County up in the mountains or people in Virginia Beach over by the the Atlantic Ocean, that everybody, no matter where they are in the state, that they're all learning the same thing. What happens with those scores? So we will look at those scores. I'll look at the scores for math and try to figure out, are there things that we need to be doing differently? What are we doing really well? And what are we doing that maybe our students aren't doing as, as well and that we can do a little bit better? So I'll look at those scores and then um, the state, so the folks in our local government, like maybe not necessarily the governor, 
but other people that are high up in Virginia, they look at those scores just to determine whether students across the state are learning what they're supposed to be learning. Should I be stressed? I don't think you need to be stressed at all. You're just going to come up and whether it's an SOL test or a benchmark or any of your other tests you take for math or any other subject, you just show up and you take the test and you show what it is that you know. And that's all we need to worry about. We heard you are married and that your wife teaches math. Do you talk about math a lot at your home? So my wife teaches high school math in Chesterfield County, which Chesterfield is south of where we are in Hanover. And we talk about math sometimes at home, but honestly, if she's teaching all day and I'm doing math all day, sometimes that's the very last thing that we want to talk about when we get home. And we want to talk about the news or TV or our animals or just about anything else. Maths is so much more than adding and subtracting. What is your favorite thing to explore in maths? My favorite thing to explore is probability. You've probably done probability in some of your other classes. Think about things like spinning a spinner or rolling a die or turning on the news and figuring out what are the chances that it's going to snow, which then you figure out what are the chances that we aren't going to go to school that day. So probability is my favorite thing to explore in math. Be honest. Is there anything you don't like in maths? So you're going to think I'm lying, but there's not. I love everything in math. Sometimes I don't necessarily like to do long calculations. Have you done some long division in your classes? Yeah. So sometimes if I have to spend a long time on a problem that I could just type in a calculator and get an answer, maybe I don't like doing that so much. But I love thinking about how mathematics works together. Have you done things like number talks in your classes with Mrs. Wells-Corfield? We sure have. That's right. So I love doing number talks. I think they're awesome. But sometimes I don't necessarily like to write it down and figure out what the exact answer is going to be. Why did you choose math over other subjects? So I chose math really because I like to see the way different things work together. One of the really cool things about math is that you get older and older. You learn more about how mathematics works. So right now you're doing a lot of multiplication and division. And then later on we'll talk about bigger ideas behind multiplication and division. So as we learn more math, we just get more into how everything is connected and works together. Do you do math every day? And if so, what if you couldn't do math every day? So I definitely do math every day. I certainly do it because my job requires me to do it, but even outside, I'll, I'll do math to solve problems all the time. Whether it's determining whether I have enough gas to get to where I'm going, or how long it's going to take me to complete a project, or if I'm trying to figure out how much of something to put in a recipe that I'm making. Use math all the time. Do you ever read books about math? We read a book called Among the Odds and Evens. The even numbers thought they were so much better than the odd numbers. Have you read that book? I recommend it. So Grace, thank you for the recommendation. I have not read that book, but I will put it on my list and make sure that I read it. I do read a lot of books about math. Now, sometimes I read books about math teaching. So we'll learn about what are the best ways that we could teach this particular topic for students to learn. But I also like to read books that are just about math. Most recently, I read a book that was all about the history of the number zero. So how did we first begin to use the number zero? Because there used to be a time hundreds of years ago where we didn't have numbers. And then numbers were invented various times, and this book was all about how zero was invented. It was really interesting. Are people still creating numbers? 
So I don't think people are still creating numbers. We're still learning new things about math. And we're really learning, we are learning more about how numbers work together. So even though we've been working with numbers for thousands of years, we're still figuring out more and more about connections and patterns and things that we never knew existed before. What did you study that helped you get the math job? So I studied a lot of different math, as you can probably guess, from algebra to calculus to trigonometry to statistics to a lot of math classes you may never even recognize the name for. But then also to get the job that I have now, I did a lot of classes about education. So we learned things that are about maybe child psychology. So how do kids learn? What is the best way that we should teach them? You know, maybe we don't just say, here it is, memorize it, but we have to teach it so that they can understand it. And so I read a lot and did a lot of different classes about how do kids learn in addition to all these classes about mathematics. Do you ever go into different classes to see how the teachers teach? Yes, I try to do that a lot. I was actually in a class earlier today where I got to sit back and watch a teacher teach a lesson. What do you like to see in mathematics classes? I love to see that students are the ones who are doing the work. I love to see students solving problems. I really love it when the students are working on a problem and maybe they get a little bit frustrated with it because they don't quite know the next step but then they figure it out. And if there's a way that a teacher can help the students figure that out and get through that struggle, that's my favorite thing to see. Have you all ever had a time where you've been given a problem that you've struggled with a little bit? I've had some troubles with some. Yeah, me too. Is there anything that Mrs. Wells Corfield will do to help you get through that struggle? She'll help us with some problems and she'll give us some advice how to stay focused or take a deep breath and get some water. Do you ever disagree with some teachers? So I don't know that I would say disagree. Sometimes I might have a different idea that a teacher would have, and but that just gives us the opportunity to talk about it. So after the class is done, I can go up to the teacher and say, um, tell me about why you chose the method you did. I can say, here's what I might have done. And then we can just have a conversation and decide which of those we might want to try next time in the classroom. Have you ever watched Ms. Wells Corfield teach? If so, when did you do it? When she was first teaching, or maybe a little after? I have watched Mrs. Wells Corfield teach. Um, it's been more recently, so I didn't I didn't know her when she first started out teaching, but I have I've seen some great lessons where she's put some cubes out for kids and the and the students try to figure out the volume of something and try to figure out a formula they could use based just on the way they practice putting these different cubes in boxes. Do you enjoy teaching teachers how to teach math? I do enjoy it. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm teaching the teachers. It's just that we have a lot of different conversations. We have different ideas about it. But I loved teaching students. I really enjoy giving students problems and watching them struggle and I love to do that same thing with our adults and our teachers and in that way I'm helping our teachers work with all our kids throughout the county. Are there any mistakes that kids make in math all the time that you think we should know about? So there's certainly some common misconceptions that I'll talk about, misunderstandings where students may think one thing that ultimately isn't true I know you talked about prime and composite numbers in this episode, so a lot of times I'll see confusion about the number one, and I'll have confusion about the number zero, where we might think that they're prime or composite when really they're neither one of them. 
And I see a lot of misconceptions about numbers when they get higher up, like say the number 57. 57, for some students, they feel like that might be a prime number because for some reason, 57 seems like it's prime, but it's really not because 57 is divisible by three. Other times I'll see mistakes when students think one thing that might be true at the moment, but later on it's not true. So I'll see a lot of times students that are in fourth or fifth grade, and I ask them to subtract. And they'll always say, I can't subtract a bigger number from a smaller number. So if I say, what's five minus 10? They'll say, I can't do five minus 10. And it's really that you can do five minus 10, but you'll be using some mathematics that you'll learn in middle school. So a better answer is, I can't do that yet, but I'll learn that later on. That's just what the song, The Power of Yet, tells us. If we can't do something now, we'll get it eventually. Why do we study prime numbers? Prime numbers are one of the most interesting things that I've explored in all of mathematics. So one of the really cool things about prime numbers is they're helpful. Um, Later on, they're going to be really helpful when we talk about factors and you get into algebra class. You'll be talking about prime numbers then. But prime numbers really make up all other number in mathematics. So you can give me any number that you want, and I can write that number as a product of primes. So for example, if you gave me the number 12, I can write that as 2 times 2 times 3, and 2 and 3 are both prime numbers. And I could do that for any other number that you give me, and I think that's really cool. What do you like better, prime numbers or composite numbers? So I don't know that I would say that I like one more than the other. I think that's like asking what's your favorite child or which pet do you like the best out of your pets. I will say that I think prime numbers might be a little bit more interesting because there's prime numbers that we're still discovering today. Ava, you asked earlier if we're still finding numbers. We're not necessarily finding new numbers, but we are finding new types of prime numbers. So it's really interesting. We know for sure that there's an infinite number of prime numbers, that I could list prime numbers and I would never be able to stop. But there's a largest known prime number. So right now there's a number that's bigger than any others that's prime, and we don't know what the next biggest number is, but we know for sure that there is one. The other thing that's really cool about prime numbers is there doesn't seem to be any pattern with them. So we start with two, and then we have three, and that's one bigger. And then five is two bigger, and then seven is the next prime number, and that's two bigger. And then we go to 11, but that's four bigger. And then the next one is 13, and that's only two bigger. So there's really no pattern about prime numbers, and I think those things are really very interesting. What secret talent do you have? Well, if it were a secret talent, I probably shouldn't tell you what it is. But I'll go ahead and say that one of the things that I really like to do is play piano. I've played piano starting when I was about four years old, and I took lessons for a long time, and I try to play piano about every day when I can now. And one of the things that you'll find out probably later on this year when you do some work with fractions is that mathematics and music are really closely related together. So there's a lot of mathematics in the study of music, and that's really fascinating to me. Do you have songs that are related to math? If so, can you name one? So I don't know that I have any songs that are necessarily related to math. Um, There's certainly some songs that we'll sing to help you remember ideas about math. But most of the time, I'm using math to figure out how I'm going to play the song. Okay, 
To wrap up our interview, we are going to end with our segment called Give Math a Chance. You get 30 seconds to try to convince kids and their parents why math is awesome and why we should all learn about it. Ready? Go! So mathematics is awesome because we all use it every day, whether we know it or not. When we go grocery shopping, when we're driving, when we're playing sports, when we're cooking, all of those things all involve mathematics. The other thing that's really cool about mathematics for you and your parents to know, it's not just a set of rules for you to memorize. It's not something that people invented just to make kids have to do a lot of homework. It's something that we can understand and really learn about how everything works together. Time's up. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It was really nice to meet you. Thanks for all that math explaining, Mr. Shank. We're so glad you could share your wealth of knowledge with us. Truly, thanks so much. Now, listeners, stay tuned. Our next episode will be dropping soon.